Hey, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Frank, Frankie loves how prepared I come to these oh, podcasts. Mate. You've got one job in a whole week. One job. It's not my only job. I've got clients to manage, clients to buy for. One job is you have to get up. No, you have two, three jobs. Get up at 7.30 for an 8 o'clock team meeting, three days a week. And you have to get ready for our podcast every week. That's it. And what do you do? Never get ready for our podcast. Mate, look at this. Notes. Whole page of notes here, mate. mate. Today spreadsheet. we're, today we're unpacking, unpacking the portfolio. This is probably the most exciting podcast you'll ever do. Probably not, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know if people are going to be excited about my personal portfolio. Well, mate, I think anyway. it's interesting to unpack. Well, it's been a long journey. 30 years uh, in September this year. Fuck. Bought the first it's one. It's only 30 the... years. Only. You look like you've been on a journey. I started when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you've been on the journey for the last 50 at least. Oh, please, mate. Not there yet. <laughs> mate, um... We're going to unpack the whole portfolio. When does it date back to? What, what was the hey, first, first purchase? property when I was 19, uh, September 1993, mate. 1990. I wasn't even born, mate. I was still oh, in no. my dad's sack. <laughs> At the, I don't even know that. that <laughs> At that age, mate, 1993. That was three years before I was born and you were buying property. Who there said we go. haven't got experience here at Henderson That's Advocacy? It, mate, coming up to 30 years in September this year. There you go. Mate, we'll have a it celebration. But, mate, before we get on to all the deals that you've done on, in your time, we've got to talk about the deal of the week this week. Mm. And, um, mate, the deal of the week this week is just a set-and-forget asset that we uh, that we purchased. You actually purchased this asset on behalf of a, uh, of a client. Um, mate, just a, a, an awesome property which you put in your portfolio and it's a consistent performer year in, year out. You're always getting growth. You've always got tenants. Right. Uh, it's got the ability to manufacture some growth through a cosmetic reno when the time permits. Yeah. It's in an awesome you know, macro and micro location. It's in a suburb called Cooks Hill. Yes. Macro, Newcastle region, micro Cooks Hill is... You know, right in between Bar Beach and, and mm, Hamilton. Two kilometers, I think, from the Newcastle CBD and from yeah, the beaches. Well, from the beach, from Bar Beach, it's probably a couple of hundred meters, maybe a kilometer at max. Yeah, a kilometer, I think, yeah. A uh, few hundred meters down, walk to, to the Derby Street cafes and restaurants. Peach Street, as they call it, yeah. Top floor, uh, west facing, so you can, you know, nice afternoon sun, leafy outlook, good size, too better with value or potential. Parking, um, parking, as we say last week, off street parking. Exactly. And mate, it's uh, it's got a yield of what, circa three and a half, four percent? I think, uh, yeah, well, 3.7, I was going to say, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. falls between three and a half and four, yeah. Quick math, so, you so see. It's a very, very good uh, yield. Um, like you said, a small block of, you know, smallish block of, I think, 15. Yep, uh, that's units. still very boutique. Yeah, um, like you said, um, on Derby Street itself, but uh, a few hundred meters uh, down from from each street, so mm-hmm. you're not right in the hustle and bustle of of the pubs and and bars and restaurants and cafes, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's a short short stumble home after a few Scoobies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, mate, six hundred eighteen thousand we paid for that property. Yeah, so blue chip location, you know, really good demographic of person in the location. Capital growth rates of almost 10% per annum for the last 10 years and higher over the last 20 years. Um, and mate, just a really, really good foundational asset and you can get into it for under 650 grand. So if you're a first home buyer, you're taking advantage of something like this with Mm. no lenders, mortgage insurance, and no stamp duty, your 5% deposit. If you're an experienced investor with minimal servicing, for example, great property to to add to the portfolio and, and expand the asset base. Very good one. Mate, now let's unpack the, uh, the portfolio that dates back to uh, to Jesus Christ being born. <laughs> <laughs> 1993, mate. 30 so. years in the game. Uh, mate, this is this this what this will show was is uh, how how many what how many cycles you've been through now? Well, if you call a cycle 10, ten years, 10 years well, so let's call what's it the three. Stuff, the memorable moments when 
things weren't looking that great. In the 90s, that was the recession we had to have, was there not? Yes, yes. And look, I can't even tell you what, and I had to go back to core logic <laughs> records to, to get a lot of this uh, info in regards to the exact dates. And, mm. um, you know, for some, I knew the streets, but I couldn't remember the unit numbers, etc. Um, and, you know, what that, the exact length of time that I, that I held them. Uh, but yeah, interest rates were probably up around you know eight, nine, ten percent in those days. And it was we're in recession times in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, in the last thirty years, we've we've had you know recession and and like we were saying previously, you know, higher interest rates. Dot com bubble coming into the early two thousands. GFC in oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. And and this is a good point. All you make. Um, there is always going to be something mm. in the world. You know. Right at the moment, we've got the Ukraine-Russian war, which is affecting things economically, as we know, and in, in, impacting inflation. But, you know, dot-com boom, GFC, recessions. APRA curbing lending, APRA, APRA opening, opening up lending, lending. So there's always something happening, but I find property <laughs> investing to be so resilient that it just keeps on keeping on. And every time one of these, uh, you know, world events or Australian economic events happened, everybody said the market's about to crash. You know, they mm. said it with just recently with the pandemic, uh, you know the market's going to drop 30 percent what happened it went up 30 plus percent so you know property is very resilient people are not just going to sell up their house and everyone's not going to throw their house on the market and create a panic um because of these things that you know the last thing they want to do is sell the roof over their head mm. everyone needs a place to live um the population is growing um so you know it's just very resilient and over a 30-year time frame yeah if I, i'm sure if i was to sit down and, and do the research of you know all the major economic and world events that happened in that time there'd be probably a, a lot more than what we've just spoken about mate um, absolutely there would be but let's let do not make us wait anymore <laughs> in 1993 like i said i was still uh i was still very much a a, a an not idea even a not even <laughs> not even a uh, a real thing and mate how lucky am i just to come out swinging and be sitting here next to you but mate run us through the first purchase so first purchase was uh as i said in 1993 it was a two uh two bedroom apartment in mm -hmm. croydon park croydon parks in the, croydon inner, parks west in the of... inner west of, of sydney so at the time living at home with my parents um strathfield they were living in strathfield they actually went and found it because you know, um, it was my dad's idea. I, I just started working full time. He said, what are you doing with your money? You know, I, I tell the story. I said, I was earning $17,000. So it's all relative, right? Mm. Um, you heard I that said, last week. I, <laughs> I said, what do you mean all this money? He said, you thought about buying a property. I just sat on it for a few weeks, said, okay, let's do it. I'm going to play soccer. You guys go and look. <laughs> so like most people though, they didn't, they didn't venture too far from home, stuck to the inner west suburbs they, they knew. You know, Croydon Park's literally only two or three suburbs from Strathfield. Um, two little two two one one. Well, I think the, not even the parking. It was that. What do you call it? The shuffle parking. Mm, scramble. Scramble parking, where there was like twelve in the block, but seven car spaces. First in, first serve. Uh, picked it up for eighty three and a half thousand. Now, you know, one thing I must say is there's been so much information now with the advent of the internet um, and things like that. Um, you know, buyers agents now that probably weren't there in nineteen ninety three. Um, information is freely available and if you do your research you can you can learn a lot now I've learned a lot just through experience mm. I've even I've learned even more now um, you know of recent times as becoming a buyer's agent <clears throat> myself um, so you know but going back then I didn't know the fundamentals of property investing all I knew is I walked into the unit said I'm not gonna live here but someone is so could I live here if I was the, the tenant Yes, I could. It's neat and tidy. It's got everything it needs to be. Good location. 
okay, well, if I can live here, so can someone else. I shouldn't have trouble renting it. And, and I never did. So you paid 83 grand for that? 83 and a half grand for that, yep. And that was in... Um, 93. And when did you sell that one? I sold it in 2002. So you had it for nine years? Yeah, and I sold it for 180,000. Not bad. Almost what, two and a half times your money. Yeah, yeah. So, how much know. debt did you have on it when you sold it? Do you remember? Oh, no, I can't remember even the debt levels. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you're earning 17 grand, you, you spent 83. So, what's that? Five times your income thereabouts. I suppose, yeah. Hmm, similar, similar borrowing to what it is now, five mm, or six times yeah. your income. All right, so you bought that. So sold that was it in '93. Yep. Um, as I said, I, I, I bought it in and sold it in 2002. But before selling it in 1997, I bought so my second apartment. Four years later, yeah, bit bought, of a gap there. Yeah, bought my second apartment, which was actually a studio apartment mm-hmm. um, in Ashfield. Um, and what I liked about this studio, and I bought, paid 111,500 for this. Um, now, what I liked about this studio apartment, now we know studios are just the one room and a, and a small bathroom, is that there was a there was a lot of um, room out the front of it and they had created courtyards for each of the ground floor um, studios so what i liked about this is okay you're not going to be whoever's living here is not going to be stuck in a room all day they're going to have the ability to put a table and outdoor table and chair and sit out in the sun and create that extra space so hang out with all their friends you know yeah well the courtyard was probably half the size of the studio <laughs> apartment right um so I had two. Now, mind you, I'm still living at home with my parents at this stage. That's quite interesting now with the advent of rent vesting. You How know? old would you have been in, in 97? 97? 102 by then, weren't you? 23 years old. 23. I was just. I was. Yeah. I was one, and you were 23. Yeah, there so there's go. 22 years between us, Frank. Okay? Yes. Um, so, you know, people talk about rent vesting. Well, go and rent where you want it. You know, if you, if you like Bondi Beach, go rent in Bondi Beach. You can't afford to buy there, mm. buy somewhere else. I call this home vesting. Live at home, not paying rent. That's it. Leech off your parents. <laughs> and, <laughs> and invest. So I'm living at home, rent free, no car, you know, earning, saving my money. And I've got two investment properties, you know, so that's even And how better, did you buy the second one? Rent. Did you leverage off the first? I can't. I can't remember. To be honest, I must have. Well, yeah. my dad. My dad was a bank manager, right? Right. So he handled the borrowing side of things. So he would have said, "Yep, yeah, you've got the capacity to do so." Um, you know, utilizing the equity. I can't even remember to be honest. So the, by that stage, you've got one at eighty-three thousand, one at one hundred and eleven. The eighty-three might have been worth one twenty by then. Yeah, um, possibly. Yeah. So there'd be around two hundred grand. Two hundred grand worth of assets. You're going well. You're twenty-three. Yeah. Not a bad effort. So um, a little bit under what I've done, but that's all right. No comparing <laughs> you. <laughs> And um, and that one I so it looks like I sold the uh, the studio in Ashfield in two thousand and one, and the other one in two thousand and two. And do you remember the reason you sold both of those? Yeah. So th- at that stage, um, I'd met um, my soon to be first wife, um, because we bought then what became our principal place of residence um, in September two thousand and one. Mm, so you so I bought- sold one in July two thousand and one. We bought this one in September two thousand and one, and then sold the other one in June two thousand and two. Obviously, to fund the principal place of residence. Um, which was $350,000 unit in Newington. So Newington was a newly created suburb that they actually created for the Olympic Games. It was mm. actually the Athletes Village. Um, and uh, yeah, they you know continued to build houses and, and, and units and develop the suburb. So sold the two investments to yeah. fund the owner-occupier purchase. That's right, yeah. So sold, uh, the, like we said, the Croydon Park unit for 180, sold the, the uh, studio for only 146,000, but didn't hold it for that long. Not bad, still 30% growth in four years. Yeah, so, and then bought, you know, what would have funded the 
the Newington unit at 350000 So that's interesting, you see. Like, investing is not always just about building a huge portfolio. Investing is about putting your money into an asset and having that asset get you closer to what your goal was. And that's right, yeah. If you didn't invest that money and you didn't make, so you made $100,000 essentially on the 80000 invested, so 120% yeah. cash on cash return, and you made... Uh, 30 odd thousand you know, there. Yeah, 30, 30 grand there. So you've essentially made $210,000, mm. which then was the thing that funded you to get into your... Yeah, well, more than a 20% uh, deposit on that's the next right. one, which was only 350 So that's 000. the important thing to realize. Even though this, the investment you know, portfolio may not be the end goal for you, but if it's a stepping stone to get you into your dream home, mm. it's much better to put your money into a good quality asset, which will be growing much faster than you can save than just putting your money in a savings account. Yeah, so for me at that stage, I'm probably not even thinking about long-term goals or investing. It's like, well, this will, you know, one, provide me with a 20% deposit for my principal place of residence. 350 apartment in Newington would have been pretty nice too, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, actually provide me with more than the 20%, so I didn't have to borrow 80%. Um, so, yeah, so bought that uh, Newington apartment. Um, the, set, the fourth purchase was also uh, within Newington, um, so at this, and this was in 2003. So been living in there in the unit for two years. Now, this next one was actually off the plan, so mm. I haven't even done the off the plan thing. Um, and that's because we were living there. We were seeing them, uh, we went to the sales office. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, we're selling these houses off the plan. Okay, well, next logical step for any young couple, move from the unit to a house, um, three bedroom house. Um, so we ended up buying one off the plan. So nice and easy, fixed price, 650,000. Um, and we bought that in December, 2003. Um, so Isn't that funny though, how you've gone from 83,000 in 03 to 650 in 2003. So 10 years later. Yeah, yeah. 10 years later, you're spending almost eight times the amount on that property. Mm, and mm. that's also the thing to, to, to grasp here is that, you know, we, we talk a lot of the time in millions of dollars, right? Mm. And that's normal to us now. But when you start, you're not talking those numbers, but it just becomes relative as your portfolio and your wealth grows. Yeah. So we know three, you uh, would have been what, 33 or something like that? Uh, yeah, didn't I say, uh, yeah, that's 29. 29, um, probably looking like you were 49. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and your income's obviously increased at that time. You, yeah. You're in, you're an accountant, I'm assuming. Got a partner as well, so there's two incomes. And obviously now you're helps. in you're in a you know six hundred and fifty thousand dollar house plus you've got the three hundred fifty thousand dollar apartments and now all of a sudden you've cracked a million dollars in assets. Yeah, but then you know so we bought that in December two thousand and three, but and then we we said okay well we need to sell the apartment mm. so we sold that that sold in March two thousand two thousand and four. Yeah, I can see for the for the figures. So again, take that money from that. And what did you sell the Newington apartment for? Ah, so we bought we had bought it for three fifty as I mentioned. So three years later we sold it for four twenty five. 75 grand you would have paid stamps on the it was okay you come yeah. out in front you didn't yeah, for uh, holding you know, it for only three years you um, didn't make a fortune and again you know again to reduce the debt on on the house mm. we're both young not earning a hell of a lot um and at that stage just looking for you know well we're 29 well i was 29 um living in a brand new three-bedroom house in a, in a newish suburb not too far Close from to the, the city. yeah that's right yeah so that was 2003 um uh, then, um, my then wife and I bought, said, let's get an investment property. So found ourselves, uh, buying a, uh, a little two bedroom unit in Glazeville. Mm -hmm. Uh, funnily enough where I, I actually live now. Um, not in that property, but in not the in suburb. that property, but in the suburb. Yep. And bought this uh, property for 315,000. 
And what year was that? That was in 2007. Right, so four years. Four years after we'd been uh, living in the Newington house, um, 2007. Now, I still own that property to this day. Um, yeah, so... Paid? That, sorry? What'd you pay for that one? 315. 315. It's worth about seven to 800 today. In how many years? About 2018 years. Yeah, yeah. So not bad. It's, you know, been doing its thing, paying for itself. And you'd, that'd be unencumbered now, I'm assuming, right? Uh, pretty or much so, yeah. Completely offset. Yeah, well, for most of the time, I've just had it as interest only, so, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, so that was purchase number five. So that was probably the first, well, not the first investment property because the first two were investment properties, but, you know, at that time, my wife and I holding that first uh, property, so 2007. And it's interesting as well, just to look back on that, you've bought, obviously, what, five five assets by then? The yes. two apartments, the next two, and then the, uh, the, the next one was the investment. And essentially what you've done is gone, you know, you've bought some lower dollar value apartments. You obviously then offloaded those, consolidated them into something a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Probably a better quality asset as well, which again is very important to understand here. You know, just because we start at some lower dollar value assets doesn't mean that's where we have to finish. Mm. Um, We've gone into a better quality asset. You've then gone from an apartment to a house, which again, better quality asset, higher purchase price, consolidate, move the cash into there. And then obviously you've gone, you know, leveraged off the house, which has obviously got more than 20% worth of equity in it for the deposit. Um, and you, you've then gone into your first investment, which again, is in a really good quality suburb, Gladesville. Yes, yeah. You know, at the time, what would a house in Gladesville would have been worth? Probably a million bucks then? Yeah, maybe seven, 800 if I just think of, you know, maybe double the the. Yeah. yeah the, a bit more than double the price so of a So good unit, quality suburb. Mm. And, uh, and that's your first, you know, your first sort of... Um, Venture starting, to, into, starting to grow to build the portfolio build the portfolio after securing a, a good quality a good quality house principal place mm-hmm. of residence yeah okay um so that was in april 2007 all right then you know as uh, you know we say you, you can always have a plan but as uh, mike tyson famously famously said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face that's right so in uh, 2009 get punched in the face with a divorce as 50 <laughs> percent of the population probably have have had had to them before uh, and you know get divorced in 2009 it is what it is we move on with life you sold out of that divorce though no I, well i end i you know i ended i kept the the newington house and i kept the Gladesville. So you went all right out of it. Things. Well, I, I kept both properties. Um, you know, cost me money to do so, but yeah. you know, like my so dad bought- said, the properties will grow in value over time. Your ex missus won't. Well, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I kept the properties in 2009. Uh, in 2010, then uh, I bought because uh, I was still living in the house. Obviously, after getting divorced, I didn't want to stay living in the house. So I said, I'm going to buy something else on my own. Yeah. Um, bought in newington again because i obviously love the suburb um bought a a two level three bedroom three balcony two and a half bath uh, penthouse apartment sounds like the bachelor part as you do when you when you're newly single again um at, at 34 years of age or however old i was um again i still own that property today so i bought that for six hundred and nineteen thousand, and then i started renting out the house so you've kept that you've now got three assets of which you own 100 percent of because you're no longer with the partner Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So you got um, the three. What was that purchase price? Six nineteen. Six nineteen. Yeah. What? How many years after that did you uh, did you buy that from the? So that, that was two thousand and ten. So only a year after um, the getting divorced. And when did you? How many years after that was? Uh, was it when you bought the first investment? 
three. Three years? First we built the one in 2007. And did you use equity from those two to, to purchase? Probably, probably. I can't remember the, the financing arrangements, but obviously I was able to afford it. Um, so yeah, that was in 2010. Um, and that's just post GFC as well, right? So you GFC was 0809. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, and uh, and still buying property and holding property. Funnily enough, through the time. Oh yeah, where I mean, the GFTC sure... didn't really affect me. I was still employed. You know, still making the as long as you can still make the repayments and. But it's courtesy, just like courtesy of the the tenants staying in the property and paying mm. the rent. But right now, you, you you know you look back. Then that would have been a stressful time for a lot of people. GFC, negative mm. headlines, negative media. Yeah, asset prices are going to zero. The market, stock market. I took more of a hit on the stock market as you're about to say, because mm. um, I was dabbling in. You know, had some shares held, so it probably took more of a. It was. Uh, I even recall was dealing with. You know, we're not dealing. But you with don't remember what happened back then, do you? Margin calls and things like that. Well, I remember I got a margin call for twenty grand or something, and I had to come up with the funds. And so, you did. Yeah, yeah. Was that stressful at the time though? Oh, not really, because I had, you know, I was saving on the side, so I knew I had a cash buffer there. You know, yeah. important thing, always have a cash buffer for a rainy day, you know, things like a GFC and things like that. But it's so interesting now, you think back to those times, you don't really fucking remember what happened, you don't really know, you know, was it, was it good, was it bad, or you know, was you bought assets, you held No, well, you're, you're living your life, you deal with it. Like now, interest rates are rising, mm. you know, talk about getting punched in the face, the RBA has just punched everyone in, who's got a variable interest rate in nine times in a row. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, they're not happy, they're stinging. Um, but, you know, you get through it as best you can. You reduce your spending where you can. You know, everyone has disposable income and as long as you can manage that, then, you you know, everyone will do whatever they need to do to keep the roof over their head. Exactly. Yeah, so that was in uh, 2007. So then uh, in, two sorry, that was in 2010. Um, then in uh, 2013, um, I get married again, still to my wife of today, coming didn't up learn, to 10 years. Didn't learn from your first time. You <laughs> well, thought I'll go and give it another crack. I must have learned some uh, lessons because uh, this marriage is now coming up to 10 years oh, next month. Oh, very good. Um, so yeah, so going strong there. Um, yeah, so married in 2013. Um, we moved into that Newington penthouse. Um, so no longer a bachelor pad, you know, under new management. I said in my, in my wedding speech, actually, <laughs> I said, you'll know the place because I'm putting up a sign that says under new management. <laughs> so um, 2013, um, later that year in December 2013, though, we, we decided to look for our own place. Um, that's when I buy the house in Five Dock. Mm -hmm. um, so paid $1.75 for that. Um, which, you know, the, by far the biggest purchase I've ever made. Obviously now, again, I've got borrowing power of, you know, my wife and I, both in, both in good jobs and, you know, corporate jobs earning, earning good money. So 1.75 million was, was achievable at the time. Um, still don't live in that property anymore, currently rent it out, but still own it. So everything the, from here on in, we still own, my wife and I. Right, and that, at the time, you, uh, you bought that as your own rock and then turned the other... Uh, yes, yeah, apartment so, into a uh, yeah, a rental. Rock, so you got three investments. house into an investment. Still got the uh, the Glazer place an investment, and in two thousand yeah, and also still had the house in Newington as an investment. So you got three investments, and you got the five dock owner rock. Yeah. Um, then though, in the next I suppose transaction was the Newington house. That I had bought off the plan for six fifty, I sold in November two thousand and fourteen. Right, sold it for nine hundred and ninety eight thousand. They wouldn't give me a million. I thought this is going to be my first million dollar sale. And what? Uh, what'd you pay for that one again? I bought it for six fifty in 03, Sold it for nine ninety eight in two thousand and fourteen. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. So now, interestingly enough, when we got 
when I got divorced in '09, I got a evaluation on it because obviously we had to split it accordingly. Um, and it had actually gone got valued at lower than the six fifty that I bought it for. It had got lower, it got valued at six hundred, which was good for me since I was buying out my ex wife. Um, so from that time in two thousand and nine, it had dropped to six hundred. So from nine to two thousand and fourteen, it shot up to nine ninety eight. Call it a million then. Which is which? What that shows then is the little blips in time in the marketplace. You would have had no idea that it was worth less, right? Your payments were the same. No, you had tenants no, in there. You we didn't thought know. we're going to live in there forever, or you know, a long time. Exactly, um, and and that's why time in the market gets rid of these, you know, small uh, blips of you know potentially some negative equity. Because there's probably people sitting there right now with negative equity. That's right. Yeah, and but as long not as you're paying on selling and they're paying the repayments, that's right. Because in who knows? In one little uh, you know click of a fingers. You have ten percent growth, and all of a sudden you're sitting at positive, you know, eight mm, yeah. percent. Yeah, well, like I said, you know, it, it shot up, I suppose, in, in four to five years, from six hundred thousand to call it a mil. So what's that, eighty percent? Um, so yeah, so sold that one, um, and that was to you know to knock down some debt on the on the one point seven five million dollar purchase in uh, in five doc. So that was December two thousand thirteen. Lived it there for a couple of years. Um, so then, you know, my wife and I really went then on a, on a bit of a, an investment purchasing spree here. In April, we bought then a an apartment in Coogee, mm-hmm. um, used a, a buyer's agent for that, our good friend, uh, Chris Gray, um, off market. I didn't even go and view it, to be honest with you. I think I was really busy with work at the time. Um, so April 2015, two bedroom, two bath, one car apartment in Coogee for eight seventy five. Purchaser in Wavell Heights, so first move interstate again using a buyer's agent. Good, good pocket Wavell Heights. Yeah, it's very good. Brisbane in the, in the north, t- 10, about ten k's from ten k's from the CBD in the north side. So that was in July two thousand and fifteen. And and just to clarify, where was this equity coming from? The equity we had, um, well, obviously we had ser- servicing. We were both in in good uh, paying corporate jobs, mm-hmm. um, and, and the equity would have been coming from uh, the five dock property. Uh, and probably a couple probably of the, the investments. Pro- probably, yeah. I was probably cross-collateralized at this stage too, fell into that trap until mm. I un- unwound it all. Um, so I th- I'm pretty sure I just went to the bank, uh, NAB, I'm pretty sure it was at the time, and they pulled them all together and said, well, yeah, you, this is how much we can get you up to leverage you up to 80%. Um, you got the servicing to cover it, so we'll cross-collateralize them all and give you the loan. And off we go. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was uh, Wavell Heights in July 15. It was basically as soon as we exchanged on that, I told the buyer's agent, okay, go again. He suggested we go south side this time into Mount Gravatt East. Uh, so which again, which is not a, bad, not a bad area. I think just outside of the Nathan region. Yes, yes, Nathan yeah. Region. And about similar, you know, 10Ks south of the river or the CBD. Uh, so from, you know, that was in September 2015, roughly 576,000. So a little bit cheaper than on the south side. Obviously has boomed of late. So, you know, from April 2015 to September 2015, you know, three investment properties, bang, 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 um, like that. Um, Fast forward into May 2016, so less than a year later, back into Sydney, a Dremoyne unit. Bit of a different play, this one. I wanted to pick something up. The strategy with this one was to buy something in obviously 2016, something um, that not didn't necessarily pick uh, tick all the boxes. You know, this property, um, it's in Dremoyne, 
has a pool, has a has an elevator, things we would traditionally and you know encourage our clients to stay away with, uh, away from. But a cracking view, 180 degree view waterfront over Five Dock Bay, Parramatta River, mm. um, three bedroom apartment, two bathrooms, uh, literally a water view from every uh, every window and every room. Um, and, and the theory here was to buy something at today's prices or 2016 prices and something that we could possibly downsize into in the future when we're right. looking to retire. Um, so still still being rented out now for circa, you know, 850 to $900 a week, been doing its thing there. Um, yes. And then the next one was a venture into Victoria mm-hmm. um, in April 2017. Use the buyer's agent again for this? Yeah, buyer's agent. So in the suburb of Epping, a bit further out this one, you know, 20Ks uh, north of the Melbourne CBD, 570K. So affordability was obviously starting to, to, you know, get a bit marginal there. So, you know, my budget was probably about 600K. Um, you know, thought I'd look into Victoria as well as a bit of a diversification. This is the fifth property we're talking within a couple of years. This is, yeah, um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, from April 15 to April 17. So exactly two years, five investment properties. That's right. And the thing to note here is to see the effect of the snowball, right? Mm. You, You started off, it was a slower, you had maybe two purchases, pretty quick together then you had a couple of year break you probably didn't have equity or servicing then you bought the next one couple of years next one you know consolidate and then you you make a few good purchases you get some really strong growth in the marketplace on a larger asset base yeah which then creates a huge amount of equity right if you have two and a half million dollars worth of assets or whatever you would have when you had the five dock property and the other investments you get 10 or 20 percent growth on that you know Mm. you're talking half a million dollars in equity which if you refinance that out is, you know, five deposits That's on right. yeah. five $500,000 properties, for example, or three mm. deposits. Um, so that's the thing to note is as you start to get on in the journey, the more assets you start to control when we have these market upswings is why we talk about trying to acquire as much as you can, as quick yes. as you can. Because when you have an upswing, when you've got 5 million bucks worth of assets as opposed to a million dollars worth of assets, mm. sure, you may make the same percentages, but the dollar value is significantly different. It is, it which is. then catapults you again. So everyone waiting at the moment, oh, we want to wait, we want to wait, we want to wait. Mm. Waiting is not when the money is made. No. Getting into the market, if you've got servicing now, you've got debt equity sitting in properties, acquire assets. Because as soon as the market takes off, one is you're going to get all of the growth because you're right. in the market. So sure, you might have a little downswing between now and when that market grows, but you're getting 100% of the growth when it does take oh, off again. Most certainly. And you're getting it on a larger asset base. Yeah. Because if you don't do that and you get in after the market starts to grow, one, you're behind the eight ball. Two, you probably won't be as bullish because shit's going on. You're like, oh, we'll wait for the market to slow down. That'll be the next <laughs> you're excuse. You're in a whole other psychological phase. And, and you know, you don't, you don't get the yeah. rewards. So, and that just is so, so evident. There are five properties in two years just simply because you had a strong foundation which uh, which allowed you with 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 the serviceability. Don't get me wrong; you had strong incomes, no kids. Yeah. Um, to split the the capital up that you'd made and leverage into more assets. Yeah, and I certainly we certainly felt that um, that it did really snowball. You know, uh, when you got like I said, you know, two to three properties doing their thing and and they're getting the growth, um, and you know, let alone then when. You know, I've now got eight investment properties doing but that. But this is the next interesting thing. So that that last one you spoke about was in two thousand and seventeen. Seventeen. Then you then you didn't buy anything for how long? Uh, well, the next one I bought was where we were living now in in Gladesville in December two thousand and seventeen. So by that stage, you had the eight properties. 
asset value would have been about nine mil then, eight yeah, mil? Yeah, about nine mil, yeah. And then in the one market cycle, you didn't buy any properties from then until now, that eight went to 14. Yes, at you the know? peak in May, when was it? May 2022 hit 14.2 million. There we go. That's so let's when just... I got eight investments, uh, uh, well, eight plus the- So all of a sudden you went from eight, which is still a large portfolio, yeah. by doing nothing, just controlling assets in a growing market to 14. Bang, you've just created six yeah, million yeah. bucks worth of equity. In uh, in a very short period of time, mm. you know, and if you were just just to sell down the portfolio, retain the six mil, let's say you had a hundred percent debt on the eight mil, you're um, you know, that's three hundred thousand of passive income in in very short period of time using the you know fifty thousand for every million dollars of unencumbered. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that was all the investments. Uh, we then moved out of the bought the Gladesville house in December twenty seventeen. Uh, which is where you're currently living. Currently living and, and, you, and rented out the five dock house. You retained the five yeah. dock so house. So I actually had the five dock house on the market because we were planning on living there a long time. Um, and then we were going to do a renovation there. And, and then, you know, the renovation cost was blowing out. And, you know, we actually found something that had just recently been renovated in Glazeville that ticked all the boxes we wanted. And I said, you know what, instead of going through the, the reno, um, why don't we just buy this as is? Obviously, in 2000, December 2017, the market was peaking. Um, the, the property ticked all our boxes. So, you know, it, we paid top dollar for it. Mm. Um, but and I'm assuming in December 2017 as well, we could go and Google what the what the commentators were saying on the marketplace and it was probably going to come off by 20% yes. or 30% because yeah. of APRA changes. Yes, you know? yes. Um, and I actually did. So because we had been paying down the debt, and that's, you know, here's a tip for you is don't pay down the debt. Now with an, with the advent of offset accounts, yes, by all means, if you want to save money or you want to put extra money into the mortgage to save on interest, put it in the offset account um, mm -hmm. as opposed to actually giving it to the bank. Once you're giving it to the bank, yes, there's a thing called redraw, but the offset is so much better. Um, so, you know, we, we paid down a hell of a lot. So that five-dock house that I still have um, uh, has very little debt on it, right? Um, so at the time... You know, I say the debt was asked about because I then made five dock an investment property, which had little debt, so little interest to claim, and mm. yet I had this big, you know, large owner occupier debt. So right? if that was in an offset account, you could have just went pull all the money out of the offset against five dock and basically bought with that's, cash the the, the Glazel property. Or that's little, right, and then the five dock property it. you've increased the debt, which is then tax deductible, tax -deductible debt. Yeah, and so uh, anyway, as it, as it turned out, you know, it has little debt on it. It's still good. It's got plenty of equity. Um, and it's paying for itself well and truly because it's like rented out for 1500 a week. Um, and before long, we saved hard and we, we knocked off that principal place of residence debt. Well, we didn't pay it back yet. It's just sitting in the offset account. So I learned from my mistake. <laughs> exactly. So you got eight properties now. You've sold how many? Eight, eight investments eight, yeah, plus the principal place. So of nine total, nine eight total. investments. Yeah. And uh, how many did you sell over the journey? You sold the over first two. Over the journey, two. I only sold uh, four. Sold four properties. So total yeah. you acquired was 13. Yep. Retained nine portfolio sitting at now circa thirteen and a half to fourteen million, depending yeah. on yeah. which these, data you look at. Estimates, you know. All we care about is the bank valuations, um, and you know you've got a very low LVR on the overall portfolio. The LVR is down at like forty-seven percent. Yeah, forty-five to forty-seven percent. So six to seven million of unencumbered assets. And the interesting thing when you when you look at that is, well, we're going to get another growth cycle very soon. You're probably not going to sell anything anytime soon. You're talking no, about no, even but... buying. Again, yeah, well, I've so, got plenty of equity to buy and servicing. It's just a matter of, um, do, do I need to? Do I want to? Like you said before, we've got no kids, my wife and I. Um, it's only it's only us, you know. 
I don't need to be, I'm not that ego driven that I need to have a hundred million dollars worth of assets. He's the opposite of me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're young, but you've got a big journey ahead of you. You might have some some kids of your own one day. Might have a, a divorce um, or two, you reckon. Huh? <laughs> hopefully not. But yeah, like, you know, I don't need a hundred million dollars. When I calculate at current growth rates, you know, and average growth rates and being conservative, what the the $14 million is going to grow to, yeah. uh, considering, you know, my wife and I are not even 50 yet, and touch wood, let's hope, you know, we live to 80, but there's another 30 years. It's huge. You know? And that's, the thing. if you've got 50% debt on that, and this is another thing that people should note down, if you don't pay one more dollar of debt off that portfolio, mm. so you leave it at, let's just say 50% Well, they're LVR. all interest only. Let's say that it stays at a 50% LVR, it's, it's virtually neutrally geared at that point, yeah. let's say that it's neutrally geared, you don't pay $1 of debt off the portfolio. That portfolio then goes through another growth cycle, like when it went from 8 to 14 or 9 to 14, yeah. and it goes from 14 to 21. So you get 50% growth in you know three yeah. years. All of a sudden, now you've got $21 million worth of asset value, yeah. still the same amount of debt, yeah. and now your LVR has gone from 50% six, $6 million debt, down you know. to you know 30% LVR, yeah. 20 to 30% LVR. And that's that that's the whole thing. It's about it's about acquiring assets. It's not about trying to pay them down. It's about trying to acquire as many mm. as you need or as many as you possibly can, as safely as you possibly can, and then letting the marketplace do its thing. And the marketplace will make your debt seem irrelevant mm. by just simply growing. Yeah. You know? Now, at the moment, I could sell the two houses. I could sell the five-dock house and, and maybe a few of the, the others interstate or possibly even the Gladesville house that we're living in now and move into that Dremoyne like the original plan. Um, and that, and those two would pay off the, the total, the $6 million in debt. Um, but then what? You know, I've lost two good assets, two strong houses in two strong suburbs like Five Dock and Glazeville. Mm. So I lose future capital growth. I lose $1,500 a week in rent from Five Dock. And at the moment, I've, you know, I'm one of those people who are on a very low fixed rate. Mine doesn't come off till May next year. So at the moment, they're paying for themselves. You know, I just, I was just saying to you, Jack, you know, I just did our tax returns for the June 22 year. And to hold all eight investment properties, right, cost me $800. <laughs> not a week, not a month for the year. $800, $800 for the year. That was my cash, our cash deficit and that's paying that includes land tax out of pocket that includes land tax that includes repairs and maintenance on on all these things um all your council strata water um and interest and then held cost me eight hundred dollars to hold i was amazed and then all these properties were established as well some of them were new at the time they're no Mm. longer new then you got your depreciation back then i had about another forty six thousand dollars of depreciation which is non-cash as we know that i was able to claim and so we talk about being um positively geared or, or putting money in your pocket well i was down eight hundred dollars for the year um let's call that even um but then i was down you know on on tax forty six thousand dollars as as depreciation that i could claim that came off my, my, my me and my wife's taxable income and let's say you're at 50 percent tax or 48 percent, whatever the highest tax rate mm. is you just got twenty five thousand dollars so your portfolio made you 25 grand for the year how good's that <laughs> plus the growth yeah so um, you know don't need to sell anything don't want to sell anything because i don't want to lose that future capital growth um, and I don't want to lose the, the rental income and we'll start paying for themselves, you know. Let's see what happens in May 2024 where the variable interest rate lands. Uh, you know, maybe <laughs> interest rates might be at 10%. You let's can say, make that decision then, right? Let's, let's hope or not. Hopefully they start coming down by then. But yeah, exactly right. But essentially over 30 years, you've, you haven't had anything that's been extreme risk. You've been no. pretty conservative in your approach. You went for a, an acquisition phase where you mm. had a lot of equity and a lot of servicing, five properties in a 
pretty short period of time. Yeah, five, six, But eight years. properties over a 30-year journey. So you're buying, on average, one property every three and a half years. Mm. People, A lot of people do that. Most people could do that. Yeah. If they just have the long-term approach. You imagine you're 25, you're 30 years old now. You say, fuck, by 60 or by 50, I could have... You could, yeah. yeah. You know, $15 million in that, that money terms too. It's probably $35, $40 million in, in that, you know, relative yeah. terms. Um, it's not rocket science. It's about buying the right assets. It's about having the buying, right strategy, holding. having a long-term approach, not being reactive to the market mm. and, and the sentiment out there. Um, and, and that's how you build long-term yeah. sustainable wealth. And for most people, they wouldn't need $14 million. You don't need that much. And, and most people go, oh, what if I lose my job? Well... You know, yes, obviously that's an issue, but you, you went know, through a divorce. I went through a divorce, <laughs> uh, yeah, so down to you know one one income. Um, you know, I've been you know I've I've done several things in my accounting finance career. You know, I've been made redundant from a, from you know a job or two for for company reasons. What do you do? You get back on the horse and you look for another job, and you find another find another job that's usually paying paying more than the previous one. So as long as you're you know. You've got a, a stable job. You you know you you're qualified in whatever field you do, and you mm. know that you can always be employed. And you know it's funny because people go, "Oh, I've invested in property. What if I lose my job?" But did you ever doubt yourself before you thought about investing in property? You didn't think, "Oh, geez, what if I lose my job next year or ne next month?" Mm. So back yourself. You know, most people. You know, unemployment's at record lows. There are jobs out there for those who want That's it. That's it. Um, Come work for us. I hire anyone. <laughs> Frank's got a job. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you mate, know, it's very true. It's very. You've very got to true. obviously, you know, have a good income. So whether you're growing a business like yourself, Jack, or you, you know, you're growing in your career from a, a young person in your early 20s you know you're going to grow in your career you're going to mm. get promoted you're going to change jobs into higher paying jobs or get promoted and get a get a pay rise you know back yourself in your ability stay employed um so don't do anything crazy um buy hold good quality assets in good good quality uh locations. locations that's what's evident mate we got to uh we got to wrap up conscious of time uh, as we always do, property tip of the week, which is actually for one of these properties that we just spoke about, the Wavell Heights home. Yeah, so we just um, just had a tenant. Uh, well, the, the house needed a bit of work, and so you know, uh, thought we'd do a bit of an update. Uh, so I was getting six hundred and ten dollars a week up there, um, and you know, myself and uh, property manager, you know, sort of put a bit of a plan together. Um, said, look, why don't we? It needs. It's a bit. It's a bit. Um, what's the word? I'm tired. For? A bit tired. Needs um, a paint. Needs a tidy yeah, up. Yeah. So we gave it a full paint on the outside. You know, it was like a, a dated beige color. Gave it a nice dark gray color. Now, um, fresh coat of paint inside. Ceiling fans throughout. You know, swapping out dated lights with nice down lights and things like that. Um, How much you spend on the property? Yeah, look, let's call it. We I spent, you know, twenty five grand. Twenty five grand on the property. Now it was getting rented at six ten, and we did this at the at the end of the lease, where tenant said we're we're going to move on to something else. Mm -hmm. Six ten literally just been uh, remarketed today at seven hundred and twenty five. So that's an extra one hundred and fifteen dollars a week. One hundred and fifteen dollars a week. It might which... not get that, but let's say it does because the market's good. There's there's an extra. Six grand a year, six grand on twenty five grand, twenty four percent return on investment. Not bad, and that's not including the capital uplift as well. Plus the capital uplift. Better straight appeal, better appeal internally. Yes. Valuation it would have been at minimum fifty to one hundred thousand dollars more than than what it was worth prior to you doing those works. Yeah, that's just simply from a value we're going there and looking at it, um, and that's what we love. And that's this is what our accelerator strategy is all about, right? It's about mm. buying properties that are in need of a an update. Yeah. 
being able to go in, not you're not spending a huge amount of money, twenty five no. grand on a six hundred. And literally, the property manager was done in literally two to three. How much weeks. that home? It's worth about a mil, right? Oh, the house is worth about one point one. Yeah. There you go. So you're talking about two and a half percent of the property value you've just mm. spent, and that's the only thing you've spent on it, other than the, yeah. the, the tree falling in the backyard. And 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 the, and the way the way the property manager said to me, he goes, "What are you going to do with that twenty five grand if you don't?" Let's just say you don't want to spend the twenty five grand. He said, "Mate, I got said, a Vegas trip next." next <laughs> what week. are you going to do with the twenty five grand? You know, put it in your offset account, which I don't have at the moment because I'm on fixed rates. Well, let's compare that. In an offset, you've just saved six percent at the if you're on the highest interest rate at the moment. Yeah, or twenty five percent on uh, twenty five grand on the property. You've just made twenty five percent. That's What's right. Bet, yeah, twenty four, twenty five percent as a yield. Yeah. Then also the uplift. So you've probably made twenty five percent as a yield from a ca- uh, cash flow update plus then. 100 grand, let's just say capital growth. That's conservative. 100 mm. grand uplift, which is then a 400% cash on cash return on your money spent. So that's why it's so important to assess your current portfolio to see what yeah. you can do to generate more income and more value. You know, there's a lot of a lot of people have properties that they need to add value to. And then also buying properties in which you could do this too, because then you're not relying on just the organic market growth. Mm, that's right. You can then go back and, and, you know, manufacture that. And if I was to go back to, you know, a broker or bank manager and and uh, say, you know, I wanted to get a loan to go again, um, suddenly, you know, from a serviceability point of view, my rental income for that property is not 610, it's 725. Mm. Just by investing 25 grand of cash that I had, you know, laying around sitting in a bonus. So how much did you pay? How much did you pay for the uh, property? Mate, back in uh, July, 2015, 650,000. 650,000 you pay for it. It's now, let's just say it's renting for $700 a week. So you're getting $35,000 a year mm. on a $600,000, uh, 650. That's back then, yeah. That, well, because that's what you paid for. Yeah, right? that's let's, right, yeah. Let's go. So this is where you had a- 35,000 divided by, 35,000 divided by 650. We're talking a 5.3% yield on on that, which is yeah. neutrally cash flowed on that debt. You know, on the current on the current um, value of the property, it's about a three ish percent yield. Yeah, but but we know, don't care about that no, because the, the rental yields to me are what I originally. So not paid only for do it. properties grow in value over time, the yields also become much stronger over time. So if everyone mm. talks about negative gearing and everyone talks about making sure you get cash flow positive from day one. It's bullshit. Mm. because your rents will grow in time your debt your debt level or your purchase price of that property doesn't grow in time it says whatever you bought it at so your yield gets better on your initial investment as That's opposed right, to getting yeah. worse yeah all right frank mate right, very i've got to go to uh i've got to go to an inspection for a client no next week we're going to unpack my portfolio oh here we go here we, we go. need two hours for that <laughs> <laughs> all right folks i hope that added value leave a comment uh, like the uh, like the podcast or follow it so you get the uh, you get the updates follow frank and i on the socials for the snippets and mate we'll see you next week cheers jack cheers, cheers everyone mate.